Welcome to the Power of Space podcast. My name is Ali Jafarian, and I'm your host. The Power of Space is a reflection of the total human experience from the lens of creators, leaders, visionaries, and other extraordinary people. We'll explore compelling thoughts, unique perspectives, and deep awareness around creating space in our everyday lives. These discussions are intended to ignite our natural curiosity and inspire us to realize new levels of personal transformation. I'm glad you're here, and I hope you enjoy the content. Now let's create some space. Welcome back, folks. I have a special friend, Mr. Rocky Russo, with us today. Rocky is actually a friend of several years. He was a client at first, and I just remember meeting you your soul was so warm which i shared with you recently on your podcast and aside from just getting current on what's going on with you i'm interested to learn a little bit more about your story brother so how would you like to introduce yourself today thanks ali thanks for having me man the feeling is mutual brother and it's been an awesome journey just knowing you professionally and then to witness you and your walk and thanks for having me on bro um introducing myself Man, I can be introduced as a coach, as an entrepreneur, as a brother, as a son, as a friend, and all of those don't really do justice to who I am, because hopefully, you know, as what I consider myself to be as as an empowerment and intentional living coach, more importantly is how I do anything rather than all the different hats that I wear. So to answer your question and add a layer to it, I suppose, is any of those hats, I I really do my best to infuse my personal life mission into, which is to be light. I want to infuse lightness anywhere I go. And that warmth that you've spoken about is a part of that, is to show up with intention as a light and in lightness to let anyone and any project that I'm a part of feel hopefully lighter, brighter, more filled up with love. Ah, mm. so, oh, man, that lands. So is there a correlation for you between light and love? Yeah, there certainly is, man. And I think in this day and age, it's gotten into its own airy fairy, like light and love, you know, and, and that's mm-hmm. all well, nothing against that. But I'm intentional about the word light because there are many ways to approach self-love and for me my whole life mission is to be an infinite flow of light shining a path to self-love and when I say it all the way out that way and if you see any of my posts and any of my sign-offs I'm pretty much always saying be light be light and that's what that all comes down boils down to but for me it is the lightness of love but specifically as the way I put it with my clients, a lot of times it's like, I'm rarely in front of you, pulling you. I'm rarely behind you, pushing you. But the majority of the time I'm next to you with a flashlight. And sometimes I'm guiding, I'm showing like, hey, there's the path, there's the path forward. And other times I'm like shining at the shit we don't want to look at and saying, hey, what about that over there? So light is multifaceted, but always correlated with love. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, man, I feel that from you. That's so cool, too. You're like literally living that right before we hit record. There was this light coming in through your windows and you're in beautiful Hawaii right now, which we'll talk about in a bit. But I was just like, oh, my gosh, this almost feels like a divine experience we're about to get into. And so, dude, light, that word is totally you, man. Totally you. Oh, I love that. Okay, so. I want to know a little bit about your journey to getting into this. So you dropped some some cool stuff around your life mission and then this beautiful understanding around light and love and how you coach others. So take us back. Give us the version of sort of how you led up to this mission that you're currently pursuing and then anything that feels relevant to that. Cool, bro. Yeah, Absolutely. I was born May 29th, eight pounds, four ounces. And I took my first- Oh, solid. 
<laughs> yeah. So we'll fast forward to about the time that I, I was recently writing. I've been getting back into some of my long form copy lately. I love to write, but you know, as an entrepreneur, sometimes it's just like, I got a million things to do. When am I going to write? <laughs> but um, it's been feeling really authentic and it might be just the winter season. I'm not sure, but I was recapping this question actually, and talking about my journey as of the last decade or so. And if you were to take a snapshot of this guy named Rocky, like 10 years ago, even less, like eight years ago, there would have been scraps of what you see today, but it was certainly just this slingshot of having to go through what I did to become who I am today. And I say that with a grain of salt, because as I'll unpack it, there's not any like crazy hardships, but it's all relative and we're all on the journey, right? So now as an entrepreneur, as an adventurer, I live half the year off the grid in Hawaii in a house that I built with my bare hands. And I've taken wood shop like twice in my life and built skateboard ramps before that, you know, it was certainly an adventure that I didn't even realize what the, the chapters of, of it would be or the lessons that were in store for me. So I'm happy to unpack more of that. But what led me to all that was really feeling the restriction of being so wrapped into what society wanted for me. Mm, yes. So if you go back eight years or so, I was engaged to be married to a supermodel, beautiful girl. And I was climbing the ranks of a big box gym. I was basically the highest level that I could be at while still keeping and maintaining the fitness in my title, which was mandatory for me. Um, coaching, training trainers and managing budgets and goals and all this. And I realized that I'm just like falling so far out of love with everything I was once passionate about. So from the fiance that I had that no longer looked anything like the love that I wanted to actually prescribe to for the rest of my life. And then looking at the job and the amount of people that I was once able to help. And now thinking like every time I'm walking into my boss's door, I'm closing it behind me because I know we're just going to be getting into a verbal battle and coming home each night, just drained. Yeah. And this was the life that society says, go live it. You're going to be happy. No way. Mm -hmm. So I finally hit a breaking point. It was, um, 2014, I was um, the youngest, highest paid person in the fitness world of this company, engaged to be married, and finally just like, I'm done. And I uh, quit my job, quit my wife, moved to Costa Rica. <laughs> and, wow. and that was the start of it, man. That was the start of me just falling back in love with myself. Hmm. And it started with self-inquiry and i've since adopted this whole self-care phases that i'm happy to unpack with you a little bit more but i didn't know i was living it at the time but mm -hmm. that started what i call my four-year monkship so for the next like four years i i happily was just dating me but like hang out with girls and and do all that and it'd be fun but like if they even used the word date it'd be like i'm out of here mm -hmm. Because I just needed nothing that looked like that. I was just more interested in getting to know myself again and, and like such an intimate level. So that was that was certainly a fun period of time and one that I think like many people in the in the healing or helping world get caught up in. They can kind of just like, here's where I need to stay, or hey, I'm gonna help you. You should come do this. And it's reality, it's like. This is great to visit, but if you can integrate that and then rejoin life and on your own terms, that's where I think the sweet spot really is. That's where the butter is. And that's what, that's what I aim to do now in my coaching and any projects that I do. Mm. Wow. Okay. This is big. So there's all types of questions I have to control within my mind right now. But one of the things that I want to point out that I think is massive Part of your story and i appreciate you sharing is this understanding this awareness of self-love 
You also mentioned self-care. And in my filter on these words and where they go is showing up as our authentic selves. So how do we really want to step out into the world? Which is a powerful thing, man, because when I look around, I don't think many people are stepping out into the world exactly as they are, nor are they really focusing on self-love, which you took four years to do, man, props, because a lot of us are just running through the motions, doing the things that others want, seeking external validation instead of really finding it for them. And that's, Mm -hmm. that has to be part of your story, man. The other thing that I have to ask, or at least confirm, because you just blazed through this, you built that house that we're looking at right now? This house? No, I'm back in California right now. Oh, you're back in Cali. Okay, cool. Yeah. For those listening, there's a stuffed sloth behind me. <laughs> Not real. <laughs> there's That's, a sitar yeah, over here. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, either way, I saw that last time we connected. So you took on a project to build a house yourself. Yeah, man. That is amazing, dude. How long did that take? It's still like a work in progress, but it's livable. And when I'm not there, it's being rented out. If somebody wants to stay in my house, they totally can. It's on Airbnb, but it's it's technically a tiny home. Let's see, 16 by 12 on the inside. And then I've got a 10 foot deck that wraps around. So I think it's like 450 square feet of kind of like living space. Sweet. Um, yeah. How long has it taken so far? We broke ground. Let's see. We sent the big tractor back there to like flatten the land out further. November, 2020. I started laying lumber, uh, February 21. And uh, it was to the point of being able to be rented out, um, mid summer, 2022. So I guess like a year and a half to, to get it up and good enough to to stand behind and say someone else can come stay here <laughs> that is legit dude it's so it's so cool i'm having these conversations with my children about why we do things why we work and why we exchange money and part of this is like hey we have this home we had to pay for this home and they're like oh cool and i'm like but what if we didn't pay for it what would we do and they're like build it i'm like yeah and that's hard <laughs> So I really honor anyone at any scale. So you should be super proud of that achievement that just getting your hands dirty or even using resources and other people to bring a project like that to life. Cause even a tiny home is not a simple project. Oh, definitely not, dude. I learned so much doing that and the obvious stuff about like contracting and plumbing and, and solar and all of that is definitely learning lessons mm-hmm. but i'd say the biggest lesson and one that i'm always and continuously working to integrate in every capacity is the lesson of trust mm. is is like recognizing that i'm gonna go spend thousands of dollars on a project that i'm personally not equipped to do mm-hmm but I trust that the right people will show up during the right times to really help me get it done. And I'm not going to starve. I'm not going to be without a home. I'm, I'm going to be safe from the rain. It rains a lot over there. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's the coolest thing, bro. Every time there was a major project that needed to be done, like laying the floor, which needs to be very level. You know, we got to set the foundation the right way. Just when uncle would show up, that has either a contractor or just like the most legit handyman. It's like, oh, I heard you building up here. What do we got? And it's like, glad you're here, man. Awesome. (laughs) The day we had to frame, there's a term in Hawaii called malama. And it kind of loosely translates to take care of. There are so many days where just the boys would show up in malama and just like, what do we need? And and now I'm just basically a part of the crew. Like, what do you need from me? We need these kind of nails. We're out of this. And it's like whatever you need, you're building me a house. Tell me what you need. Just so many amazing, awesome memories. Healing eye is the term. It means divine trust. And to just watch that unfold in front of me, there's so many miracles just in the whole making of that and and letting that project come to life. For sure, man. That sounds awesome. That's another huge word too. 
or at least it's been a huge word for me recently is trust. I'm reevaluating what that means in relationships, in family, in work. I think that it's so easy to just drop that word, but like trust, man, it's a deep word that you just shared some awesome context around that means a lot. Like I trust that someone's going to show up and then I'm going to show up in similar ways. So that is cool, man. All right. Well, I'll stay too distracted on that. I want to get a little bit back into your story. So you shared a little bit about the origins and then finding self in a way and really getting back to self-love. Then what happened? Did you get deeper into the fitness world before you started the empowerment coaching? Or no, did you take a break? Like you said, you know, around that time after what I consider my four-year monkship is when I came back and decided like, okay, this is fun. And I do want to participate as a human in society in some capacity. I just need it to be on my terms. Mm-hmm. Honestly, that's when angels like you started showing up in my life. And, and I say that with full sincerity because I had no fucking clue about how to start any kind of like online business. And then I met Kyle through the yoga world and you know a lot happened through the yoga world a lot of gifts a lot of people just like showing up to just kind of like extend a hand or an olive branch and then from there there's just that community is so strong about healing and helping and meeting you where you're at um, so that was a, a big piece of it for me was like okay I'm going to start taking my skills and what I've learned in my monkship and from society before and then see what kind of systems I can create to bring it back out into the world. And I'd been doing that to some capacity still as a personal trainer. Like I wasn't completely just in nature, just, you know, sleeping in rivers and stuff. I would take every opportunity I could to go be in nature, which is pretty much like a daily thing. Um, but I'd still have clients and stuff like that. But but I was traveling a lot. I'd spent half a year in New Zealand and uh, over in Bali, a lot of time up actually in in BC, parts of Canada. So I guess to answer your question though, is to take then that, integrate it back into, into life so that I could participate, make a living on my terms mm-hmm. and feel like I was in service again. I have an article about it on one of my websites. I can link to it if you want, but I called it The Shift. And I attribute a lot of the coaching work that I had at the time from my sister, Bethany, whose land is the land that I now live on in Hawaii. So yeah, that's the amount of love and malama that I've been subject to and accustomed to now and continue to try to like bring out into the world is quite literally these close friends of mine. I met actually in the yoga world as well. I'd be out there helping them on their property so much. They're like, brother, you know, we got like two more acres back there. You want to just build a house? Oh, nice. (laughs) And it's like a no brainer. I worked with her for a long time and she was my coach. And she's just like, I'd say this about Bethany that you could look into her eyes and just gain five years of your life back. Mm -hmm. He's that type of a healer. Wow. (laughs) So yeah, I think a, a lot of experiencing that work and then integrating what I was going through helped me to start really articulating how I could approach the world in a way that was unique, authentically mine, and could really make a difference. Hmm. So, dude, wow. Well, I honor you for creating space for that because, again, I don't think these things are easy. And it sounds like a transition that in many ways you sort of surrender to and let take place with, with the help of others going back to the trust and man. Okay. So then let's fast forward. You've got different things going on today. I feel like I want to dabble into a bit of all of them. And so maybe instead of making any assumptions, you can, bring us into what is in focus right now. What are you doing now that you're showing up the way you want to show up? Yeah, man. Thank you. Let's fast forward. It's not a big leap. Since I started that mission, certainly there have been 
as any entrepreneur will attest to, like there's projects that I've stood behind, like this is the best. And then it's like, right. Okay. Well, on to the maybe next. not. Yeah. Maybe not. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, um, but you know, but we're always trying. And, and as I, as I speak to like, even some of my business consulting clients and stuff, it's just like, as long as you're falling forward, we're making progress. We're still moving forward. Mm, yeah. Uh, you know, body in motion stays in motion. A body at rest decays. Mm-hmm. There is no staying still. So for me, if if I want to fast forward to what's in focus now, honestly, the my word for this upcoming year and then this past like I don't know six, eight, ten months, year maybe is community. Mm. Community, like a hundred and ten percent over and over again. You can ask any one of my clients that the term I use most frequently uh, is we're all just walking each other home. Yeah, I love that that line. Okay, tell us more. What does community mean to you? Why is it your word? So I reference this book often by Charles Eisenstein. It's called The More Beautiful World Our Hearts Know as Possible. Ooh. It's a great title. And I love poetry. First time I read it, it's like, oh, it's just going to be like beautiful poetry. And it's, it's really not. He's a great philosopher. And it kind of reads more like a blueprint for the new world. And I reference it right now because the new, the new earth way showers and the people really committed to living the change that we're all a part of, whether we like it or not. I mean, if the past few years hasn't shaken us up to realize nothing is certain, then I don't know what's going to wake people up. But I, I think a lot of people are truly waking up right now to realize I don't have to do the things that I once did or what my family told me I had to do or or what society decided I had to do. So community to me means... I want those people to know that they're not forgotten and that there is a home for them and that their gifts matter. And I'm really curious about them. So what I've done in community and in, in the online space is uh, we do group coaching calls, group coaching programs that range. There's kind of like three signature programs that we have, but in 2023, we've actually adopted an even easier olive branch that opens the doors up to pretty much like if if you want to belong then come on in if you want to find a tribe we're here for you and it's a space to get loved up on and to love because there is no pride ego takes such a back seat i'm curious about you so therefore i honor your ego but if you're leading from that space you're quickly going to find the exit door mm, yeah so that's kind of it in a nutshell. I can unpack it more and detail it out. But the bottom line is community through coaching. And that's kind of become our tagline. It's more than coaching, it's community because we're all just taking care of each other. And as I develop these different programs with people and look at their gift and help them bring, I, I, one of my gifts is really helping people bring the ether of their dreams and turn it into something tangible that can be in service to this world it's such an honor for me as a coach to a to learn so much because i'm like helping them bring this out but then to see it take fruition and for them to stand behind like here's who i am here's like what i love and here it is in this packaged course or this program or whatever it may be so all of that um it's it's pretty radical man it's it's certainly in focus and what's lighting me up Mm, man, that sounds radical. It sounds powerful. I want to sit with that for a second. That phrase, I think we need to say it again. We're all just walking each other home. <laughs> that phrase gives me goosebumps when I hear it said with purpose, like you just did. And it can kind of assume that which we talked about earlier, that we're all not home. We're in other worlds that are conflicted with our values or who we are at our core, which is why I think that type of community is powerful, man. So thank you for bringing that to the world. And also you mentioned ego, which is something I've been paying a lot of attention to recently. I just had another buddy on where we talked about 
how ego comes up and actually fades in nature. If you create space to just be with the earth and get out of your surroundings, your distractions, your notifications, we realize together like, oh yeah, when we're immersed in nature, my buddy, Chris, there's just so much less of that little egotistical dude or gal on your shoulder, just chirping in your ear, you know? And I love that you've, blended that into your community in the way that you're serving and coaching and helping others because you know ego has its place i think that i also think that a lot of times we get carried away listening to it including myself like i'm I'm not egoless right it comes up and then i have to like shush it or sometimes pay attention to what it's really saying so that's pretty cool man that it sounds like you're building something where it's just going to naturally filter people out who are too, maybe too in tune with the ego and still driven by it in ways. It's interesting, Ali. It's like, yeah, there's a little bit of that. People will come and if the vibe is off, it's it's seen pretty quickly. But for the most part, what I've seen is a lot of people don't know they don't know that frequency yet, or they've experienced it and it's gotten them curious, curious enough to, to come try something out or to join. And then once they're there, it's like, we don't know. We only know what we know until we know something else. Right. Mm -hmm. And so to me, I have so many different tendrils out in the world because I wear so many hats and I've worked with business coaches plenty and stuff. And it's like, Oh, you know, the riches are in the niches. Like, niche down, find something that like you can drive home and really stand behind. And that's all good and well, but what if I help people to build a bridge from their niche and recognize that that's all accepted here? And no, I can't be everything to everyone, mm-hmm. but so often for me, I, I know that fitness is a great key that opens a door to so much more. And so a lot of people will knock on our metaphorical door wanting fitness and once they're in, they're just like, oh, that was like the the code that I was picking up on. It was like, I've only known how to take care of myself through the lens of fitness. But in reality, that was a cry from my soul to just take care of myself more. Mm-hmm. Now that I'm surrounded in, in a part of a community where that's the emphasis, that's the focus, it's interesting to me that's like all of the people who start for fitness. Sometimes we'll be wrapping up a session. Oh, how's your fitness, by the way? And it's not to like discredit it. It will be in focus if it needs to be. But so often it's more of like, if your fitness was not a priority, why? I, I'm more curious about that. Like what part of you is still unhealed or needs tending to that knows if my like, inner child or some old trauma was taken care of, then I could let the natural state of abundance and wellness flow freely. And I would take care of myself and my fitness would be taken care of. Mm. So I'm more interested in that. Mm, Yeah. Okay. I see. Yeah. So that is super fascinating. It also gets deeper into something I want to bring up that we were actually talking about before we hit record. And that's that fitness, health, wellness, like these words can start to blend. And some people think it's one thing like exercising, just as an example. And other people could have a whole different interpretation of what wellness is or means. And working out is just a small subset of that, right? Just a piece of that pie. What you and I were jamming on earlier, though, is the reality of feeling whole, feeling healthy so that you can do other things. I mentioned the quote, a a healthy man wants a thousand things. A sick man wants one thing. And as you just came out of a little illness and I shared my story with COVID months ago, it was so true. When you're not well, when I'm not well, I'm not thinking about anything else. And so this is really interesting because at the surface level, or if you just like take a look at what's going on, so many people are not physically fit or well. In other words, they neglect this. So back to your point, to 
sort of dissect that, like why? If we know that we need this virtually all of us to be better and to go do other things to heal, et cetera, why do so many people neglect it, man? And you know, the story I've been hearing from a lot of people, especially intelligent people, I know I should do that. I know I should walk. I know I should go to the gym. I know I should eat better. So then either your subconscious programming or or your conditioning has just enabled you to not do that for some benefit that you get, or you're just sort of uh, outthinking it and just being like, yeah, whatever. And And maybe you haven't really felt the gravity of what I mentioned earlier, where it's like when you're sick, Like there's nothing else that matters. But what do you think about that? I want to throw that back at you because you have a background in fitness and you also have a really nice understanding of total wellness from different facets. Why do you think so many people neglect their health? You know, I'm hesitant to use the word trauma because it's almost becoming trendy. And I hate that because. Yeah, I feel you. Yep. Yeah. So some people really have experienced deep traumas. Mm-hmm. And so the fact that it's becoming like everybody's got a trauma these days, uh, I'm not like a big fan of, but with that said, there's often something that we unpack at some point in our coaching journey that is, is something that was undealt with. Yeah. Whether it's from childhood or from midlife, or even just like some old programming you know, just like a story that you've been telling for too long. It's often rooted in in something like that. And, and I, I talk about tap roots. Once we find the tap root of why your flower is not blooming, we can pull that out and then we can actually like take care of you, the plant, and tend to your garden properly. But as long as there's these weeds in there, then it's really going to be very difficult for us to grow. My company is called Whole Fitness because it's meant to be that holistic look at your entire self, your your entire fitness. And that stems far beyond what happens in the gym or what you're putting into your mouth. I kept finding as a personal trainer back in the day that some of the best results that I'd have with clients are the, the ones that sometimes we would never hit the floor. We would show up. I could tell that they're carrying a heavy load. And we would just go talk in the spin room and sometimes cry and just Mm. hug or whatever. And that was the genesis to me realizing, okay, there's a hell of a lot more to just like giving someone the best fitness program. I've got more acronyms from personal training certifications and experience and like my master's degree. I can give someone a great fitness program that I know will help them thrive. But if there's still blockages between them and their health, then the fitness program, the nutrition program, the meditation, the Reiki doesn't matter. Like, let's find out what's blocking you from that. Mm -hmm. So I use the flashlight analogy again. We can come back to being light. For me, to be light is to actually then flash my light on that and say, bro, what is that? Do you want to look at that? Do you want to keep living with that? Do you want to keep carrying that shit? Mm -hmm. Or is it time to let it go? When I'm saying right now, it sounds confrontational, And sometimes it has to be that way, but a lot of times it comes from just so much compassion, you know, back to we're all just walking each other home. I'm not abandoning my post next to you because you hired me to help you and I would do it anyways. I want you to get rid of the shit that you're carrying because selfishly, I want to know what kind of gifts you have. And if, as long as you're carrying all this other crap, you can't fully express those gifts. Yeah, that's real. Wow. Thank you for that. I think there's so much wisdom in that and just understanding that there's usually something deeper. And I I felt that, dude. I felt your energy when you're like, yo, what is that? Like, and I'm laughing because I saw some of your gift come out in that, which is really cool, dude. Because my experience with different coaches over different years for different things is that the ones that have impacted me the most are the ones that talk the least, but when they talk, it's profound. And it's usually in the form of a question to build on that. They ask questions. I don't normally want to answer, which makes me really think and then feel something right. (laughs) And then finally, they are willing to do what you said. They're willing to hold you accountable. They're not scared to 
call you out in a healthy way, in a firm way where there's support. And that's exactly how I aspire to coach people in my life is that doing these things, being a guide, being a support system. And man, I felt that. So thank you for giving us a little sneak peek of how how you interact with people. Of course, bro. Yeah. You know, coaching is generally described as a dance and it, it totally is because there's take and give. And honestly, like I try not to hang up a coaching call feeling friction, but sometimes it's like friction is needed for someone to get uncomfortable enough mm-hmm. to really take the next step that they need to, because they've been stuck in whatever reality for just too long. I agree with that wholeheartedly. Tough love, you know me, and and I like to approach things from a, a space of of love, from compassion, of understanding that nobody wants to be in the shit when they're in the shit, mm-hmm. you know. But um, if we need to go there, then. Yeah, we got to go. We got to go there. Absolutely. That's where the work is done. As we shift into something that's part of this world, I understand that you've hosted retreats. Yeah. Yeah. Is there anything there that that you want to share? Because my interest was piqued when I was checking out some of your retreat stuff. And yeah, what's good with that? I say that (laughs) podcasting is my antidote to coaching and then retreats are my anecdote to the online world oh yes all right let's go keep going so you asked about the retreats and i could focus just on me and how much joy i get out of them but in reality it's still a selfless plight to just bring more of people's gifts out into the world i created my retreat company it's called crave it stands for community, reverence, awareness, vulnerability, empowerment. Mm. Our tagline is nourish your purpose. It actually finally kind of like crystallized in grad school when I was creating my capstone project. And I was working with my dean who just loved this idea. I had been marinating on it for quite some time, but it hadn't fully grounded yet in the way that it has since, which was a three-part experience. <clears throat> Crave happens in three parts. First, it's do the work before you arrive. And that's in the form of building your lens. And your lens is your life blueprint, which consists of your core values, your life mission, and your life vision. Do the work before you arrive. So you know what the lens is that you're looking through while you're on this experience. You can go to Costa Rica, you can go to Hawaii, you could go all these great places. You could go to a fucking Motel 6. It doesn't really matter. The point is you're getting out of your normal routine, right? Hopefully in the nature. I don't know if Motel 6 would really work as well. But the point is you're getting out of your routine, right? So we've gone to some amazing places, Big Bear, Costa Rica, Tahoe. It's become more and more just Hawaii lately. That's been like our last few. We've got a Bali in the works. But while you're at the retreat, while you're in the retreat space, our invitation to you is to go through everything that we're going to give to you, all the, the teachings, all the different lessons and modules. It's not necessarily just a sweet vacation in paradise. Come ready to do some work mm-hmm. because we might do a lesson on, on breath work. We might do multiple different types of movement practices, meditation styles, different learning modules. We did this awesome module once on the, the lost art of touch because it seems like these days, if you touch somebody, you're either trying to fuck them or fight them. Yeah, right. And so we had this whole module that went from like, can we just like touch each other? And we just paired everybody up and it would be a matter of like, can you dance without a leader? Mm. And how fast it was that somebody started to take over and start leading. And then can you wrestle without fighting? You know, and it, and it turned into just this, like a really kind of cool like contact dance capoeira kind of a fluid uh, art but the point is like when you integrate all that and you take away everything from it it's asking the question does this serve my life blueprint Mm -hmm. so now if i take this back and part three of the retreat experience is 40 days of follow-up coaching Mm -hmm. everybody after the retreat gets to work with myself or one of the other coaches on the retreat to integrate their experience. And the main question is, 
what from the retreat did you learn or take away that can best serve your higher self? So that higher self that you've done the work to uncover in your life blueprint, your core values, your life mission, your life vision, do these practices help you bring that version of yourself out into the world? And how can we integrate more of that so that you can nourish that? Wow. Okay. So I'm just going to pitch this for people listening, especially if they haven't gone on a retreat, go do this, do the crave retreat with Rocky and his team, because not only is my interest peaked where I may join you at some point soon, but that sounds phenomenal. It sounds like what the world needs from my lens, from my perspective. And you had me at antidote for the online world. (laughs) Dude, that in itself. Oh man, that is so good. Okay. Beautiful. Thank you for that. And then tell us a little bit about the podcast because you dropped a hint around the podcast also being an antidote, which is called antidote, right? Yeah. Interesting enough. Now that I'm like, looking at it in the mirror, was it an antidote for the world or for myself? It's been around for a little over a year now, and it's called The Antidote. And it's meant to be that. Like, I want people to be able to tune in at any point of their journey and their day while they're driving at any point and just feel a little healed, feel a little loved up on, feel a little bit better. Like they tuned into something to make their day better. And so a lot of the times, like I do a handful of interviews. I had you on there recently. I think that's dropping very soon, mm-hmm. um, which was super cool. I've been fortunate enough to podcast with some cool names, like some big fighters, like Walt Harris was on there and uh, Bobby Green, some some awesome dudes that uh, it's a blast to to connect with. And so conversations are awesome. But it started with that concept in mind of like tuning into love, tuning into light, I wanted to just come on and share because so often as a coach, per what you were just talking about, a good coach shuts up the majority of the time Mm -hmm. is just listening and then asking the right question. Meanwhile, better believe that like in my, like somewhere in my head, I'm just like, yeah, all you need to do is this. Oh, it's so true. Just holding back the prescriptions. I have to interject for you here. Like just my mind starts firing and I like have all the formulas and now I'm doing my work to just continue holding space and guiding them to it. Because where it's serious is that it is completely different if it comes from you as a projection or prescription versus someone else finding it themselves, right? Like a thousand dude. So now that I've got a team of coaches that work with me now and pretty much every team meeting that we have, we carve out and save some space after for just some role playing and learning because I mean, we're all gifted in our own ways and every coaching style is different, but I do think that there are some, some truths that um, should be like, no matter what. Like rule principles or something. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So those values that that are true, no matter what um, whole fitness coach that you're working with. Mm-hmm. And, and that's one of the biggest things is it's called the writing reflex. Mm-hmm. And one of the biggest shifts that I saw when I exchanged my personal training hat for my life coach hat was I don't have all the answers, but I bet you do. Mm-hmm. I've got some good questions that hopefully will lead you to right answers that are going to help you. I did a post not too long ago of like, if I'm doing my job the right way, I'm in the backseat getting no credit. Because quite literally, at the end of a session or like a breakthrough, my client is just like, all right, I figured it out. You know, yeah, it's like yeah. yourself on the back, you fucking crushed it. And then I just get to turn into a cheerleader. Like, yeah. you got this. Yes. You know? All right. And all that's like, hold accountable to it. And mm-hmm. I use the term called soul work that I got from Bethany because nobody likes homework, but uh, you know, <laughs> we'll ground in some type of work following the session to help integrate it. And that's their soul work for the week or for the month or whatever it is. But even that is very rarely something that I'm prescribing. Mm-hmm. We've, Come to the understanding that you need X, Y, Z, whatever it is. And now that we know that, how are we going to integrate that? There's the brainstorming part of 
a lot of sessions like well you could do this you could try this we could try this but then it's just like okay well, which direction does the client want to go and once they have it then it's like okay well that sounds good let's hold you accountable this way and and then you then you have it right but to, to circle back though a lot of the times yeah the the antidote if i'm riding solo on an episode it's usually the theme of something that i really wanted to say recently mm-hmm. in a session but just i couldn't i couldn't write reflex like it's not my it's not my job that's so. cool i dig that yeah early on in my podcasting pursuit or adventure i did more solo recordings and similar i did them where something hit me in life in a meaningful way that felt like doing sort of this audio introspection and i'm realizing and talking to you that i'd like to get back to that i feel a sense of being a little bit lazy or neglecting that in a way where it was really fun and therapeutic so dude that is cool there's one other big topic i want to talk to you about make sure we squeeze in within time and that is sort of your experience living off grid in hawaii i I saw you when we connected last virtually there i'd love to see you there in person sometime soon but tell us a little bit about that specifically like how that came about, why it came about, right? Because it's, I think that sort of choosing time away to disconnect off-grid is an intentional thing. And then what it's like, maybe some inspiration for people, including myself that might want to consider that. 100%, bro. I'll give the disclaimer that all the right angels come into our life at just the right time. And none of it would have been possible without my dear friends, Tyler and Bethany, who opened up that space for me it would have sounded like a cool pipe dream had i not known them but they were doing it they got the land in 2017 and i was out there often to help on their property and just just live and just be with the land and be with them and so i saw how doable it was so when they offered it to me it was like well I, I've lived in Hawaii multiple times. I've moved my life out to Oahu a couple of times. And obviously Oahu's, uh, it's, it's got its country parts, but for the most part, it's the main island. I think like 80% of Hawaii lives on Oahu. Mm-hmm. But Hawaii in general just holds such a, a special place in my heart. And it's always kind of felt like home for my soul. So when it was the opportunity to like, okay, come live here in a house that is mine, it took me all of like, I don't know, like 17 seconds to be like, <laughs> nice. yeah, let's do it. I don't really know how or what or why, like, but like, let's do it. It had been in the works as far as um, logistics and kind of like figuring out timing. If I was going to go with the kit home like they had or if we were going to build from scratch and all this, all of that was already in the works pre-2020. And then 2020 hit and then all of a sudden everybody else was was considering things that they'd never yep. had considered before. So for me, it didn't really affect me. It was kind of like I was already in motion. And now it just seemed like a little less taboo, I guess. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but um, in February 2021, it was like one of the wettest months in history. <laughs> and that was when I was living under two tents waiting for my lumber to become a house Uh. and just like every night if you had anything that was white it just became black Mm. because like the the moisture just in the air would just turn everything and like eat it with the like the mildew right Mm -hmm. and it never dampened my spirits it was like i'm right where i need to be so i kind of like touched on some of the experience of actually going through the build and all the things that we learned along the way. But now that I'm there and now that I can hop on a plane right now and be back on my porch and doing life the way that I do a lot of the time, it's such a blessing. And more than anything now, like I'm very in tune with my body. My nervous system informs me when it's time to go back. That's awesome. And And it's very clear because then when I get back, there's usually like a day or two of just decompressing 
getting out of 5G, turning back off, letting my nervous system find the frequency of peace of this place that was always the, the message of the land since we started was this land is yours to share. Mm. It goes back to like the whole community aspect of bring this full circle in the same way that that was opened up to me, the same way I try to live my life with arms open of just like, whatever you need, whatever you need, you want my shirt here, you know, this was gifted to me anyways, you know, but yeah, that's so much of it. Now I consider it home. I consider it a home. 95% of my family is not in Hawaii, but there's Mm -hmm. just so many close connections that it makes it easier but I also want to be a part of my blood nephews over here in California. I want to be a part of their lives. I've got a lot of stuff going on over here too, and friends and girlfriends. And like, you know, it's like, there's, there's life happening here. So it's a fun balance now that I get to continue trying to, to figure out, but I don't figure too hard. Mm, that is so cool, dude. I love that you listen to your body. And like you said, your nervous system kind of tells you because that to me is just natural intuition. You know what else I've been thinking about lately, Rocky, is like, I don't think we were designed to sit in one place. So let alone just how we sit and work for hours at a at a station or a desk. But then this whole aspect of living in the same home and neighborhood for years and years and years. Like if you go back to our ancestors, they were moving. They were moving and grooving. They were farming. They were trading. Yet the majority of us have learned to become so content with just sitting. And there's nothing wrong with it. But I feel the energy. I feel your aliveness as you're like, yeah, yo, like I'm there sometimes. I'm here sometimes. I want to be with family be with nature that feels like a pretty holistic lifestyle brother so the way you're branding things man is spot on um anything left unsaid here before we jump into some fun rapid fire questions i think we covered a good amount yeah if anybody wants to come check out the place in hawaii Mm. i'm sure we'll drop any links to it you can yes yeah and if anything resonates with anybody. Like I said, I'm all about community. You can just come as a friend, come as an inquiry. It's open door. So cool. just take care of yourself. <laughs> awesome. We'll definitely drop all the links, man. Thank you for, for sharing that. And thank you for just the generosity that, that you're promoting. I do feel lighter. In fact, just talking to you, it, it was a, it was a more active day today and then like now that we're on and we're talking about this dude it's giving me this energy so thank you for that yeah man anytime dude give me a holler so (laughs) all right a few quick questions just to have fun wrap up what's the best book you've read lately lately this is true Mm -hmm. i've been really into the reese witherspoon book club books lately (laughs) nice i did not expect that (laughs) i know i haven't had a tv in forever and um I don't want to just like mindlessly watch something at the end of the day. And so sometimes it's just like get caught in this like sweet love story or something. It's just like, oh, it's endearing to my heart. So there's that. Cool. But then um, on more of like the uh, like the self-improvement side of stuff that I'm always in, I'm, I'm like re-reading The More Beautiful World, Our Hearts Know as Possible. I'm always reading... Um, something from Joe Dispenza. I love his work. Yeah. Uh, I'm currently reading my friend's book. He's been one of my best friends since like fifth grade. And uh, he's authoring some books right now. So he's asked me to like proofread some of them. And mm. I'm having a blast because I actually like can pinpoint who's who in the stories. That's it's, cool. Yeah, it's based off of like real life events. So that's pretty rad. Uh, so look for his stuff. His name's Nick Villietti. Cool. We will. That's awesome. Wow. Thank you. Okay. So we had we had a, a few few nice things. Yeah, Joe Dispenza is awesome, dude. A great thinker. Great thinker of our time for sure. He's an alien, bro. Like mm. yeah, in the best way possible. But like his his meditations too, man. He'll drop into like different tones and stuff. And you're just like, whoa, I'm being transported into a different dimension, man. And and that's his goal. I mean, you're like get you back into the quantum field, you know, and it right. works. Pretty rad. I agree, dude. He's powerful. Awesome. Okay. Um, what animal are you most scared of? Oh, God. Ooh. 
think about it and get the shivers. Uh, crocodiles. Oh, yeah. I don't think that's been said yet. Yeah. I could easily say sharks too, but as a surfer, I, I kind of like, I just rather not acknowledge them. They're there and they're there to love up on us only. Mm-hmm. That's that. And that's the story <laughs> I'm going to continue to tell myself. Yeah. So, especially alligator. the great whites. Especially the great whites. <laughs> yeah. They're the, the best, man. Uh, let's, uh, let's not talk about that anymore. Crocodiles are the worst. They're not in my spectrum. I don't hang out with them in like close vicinity. So I can maintain my healthy level of fear of them. They're mm-hmm. just dinosaurs in the modern era, dude. They don't belong here. Totally. Yeah. That is a, definitely an animal that. If I was one-on-one with, I would be pretty fucking scared. There's some animals I tell myself a story that like I could wrestle, like, and this is totally the ego or just me being in denial, but like, I feel like I could wrestle like a leopard and maybe beat it or just get it off me, you know, (laughs) but like a grizzly or a crocodile, like a healthy crocodile. I'm not wrestling that like just getting to it because they're fast too that's what people don't know like i know interesting things about animals because my kids are young and they're always bringing them up and learning about them on pbs and it's like a a, a good size crocodile like you are not going to get to it without it snapping you right absolutely not dude and that's like the majority of my feed my my girlfriend laughs because it's like she'll like if i'm looking through my search on instagram it's literally like grizzly bears and like monkeys and it's like it's only nature stuff but like some of the more violent nature stuff like all and stuff you watch some of this stuff and for me i'm like i want to watch it because it's natural it's nature but it's fucking gnarly man some of that stuff like gators just chomping on a leopard or something just coming to get some water it's like Mm. my football coach friends and i'm like teach your lineman how to like get off like this and i'm like holy shit but dude for sure yes you're right nature is brutal i was i was just finishing a book the comfort crisis where he talks about that like a small part of it like we've had we have this fantasy world where disney makes animals seem so friendly and fun when in reality it's brutal so yeah no crocs man i feel that all right last question how would you spend 10 million bucks if you couldn't use it on yourself or anyone you love? Can I say build community? Of course, dude. Create the vision. Tell us. Cool. Uh, I've I've never had an interest, and maybe this will change someday, but I've never really had an interest in being the, the facility owner. Mm-hmm. So I think that's why I, I really enjoyed the online space, mm-hmm. is it's about people it's not about the the actual space Mm, yeah but i think if if it was like 10 million bucks that i could create some um like a very a very like well-equipped online community where people could just what i'm doing right now but but much slower than if i had 10 million bucks (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's it's kind of like the uh the the mall of light workers where people can just gather and get together and heal or be healed and exchange knowledge and wisdom and share and grow. That's what I would do. I'd probably hire you to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, man. I, I appreciate that. But wow, that is cool, dude. That's a cool use of money that has not been shared. And I could totally see you doing that. I just amplifies where we started just the light that you're bringing so i hope you do that actually i think you'll do that in some way or form i don't hope I, i'm I'm pretty sure you're gonna do that brother thank you man yeah it's in process brother um but uh yeah if, if anybody wants to just donate 10 mil then <laughs> speed it up ali's gonna be stoked because i don't know if you're, if you're if you're doing as much development these days but i'm sure you could handle a project like that and make mm-hmm. it awesome that would be fun. Yeah, that would definitely be fun, especially to collaborate with you. Yeah, man. Absolutely. Cool, brother. Thank you. This was an honor. It was a pleasure. Got to learn a little bit more about you and amplify your voice. So I appreciate the way you show up. And I'm excited 
to do something in person with you. Cause that's, I feel like that's the next evolution of our friendship is for me to get down to Hawaii or to hit up one of your retreats. So that's on my radar now. hundred percent, man. Yeah. I'll be, I'll be at one of yours too. I'm like, I'm a beach boy, but a mountain man. So mm-hmm. get oh, back yeah. up, to the, uh, up into the mountains sometimes with you and yeah, just let me know, dude. I'm all about it. That would be magical. All right. Well, I'm going to use your words to end this and that is to be light. be live brother thank you thanks for creating the space and we'll talk again soon i'm sure for sure